Hey DCL fans, it's Wes. If you're thinking about taking a Disney cruise vacation, consider booking your trip with us. We are independent travel agents affiliated with Mickey World Travel, a platinum Disney earmarked agency. Not only can we answer all your questions and help you with all the planning details, but we'll give you some onboard credit up to $1,000 to spend on your trip. That's free money to spend on whatever you want just for booking with us. Spa treatments, port adventures, merchandise, adult dining experiences. You're going to pay the same whether you book directly with Disney or with a travel agent, so you might as well get some extra spending money to take with you. If you're interested, send us an email at wes at mickeyworldtravel.com. And now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 85 of the DCL Dude Podcast. My name is Wes, and in today's episode, we are going to be revisiting a show that receives a a lot of positive feedback. I've only heard good things about these shows, so hopefully those of you listening who haven't reached out to me are also enjoying these episodes. One quick thing that I want to mention, though, before we get into some of the recent news and, and into the episode, about a week ago, I posted on our Facebook page... Uh, looking for some listener feedback on topics that you might like to hear about. I got some really great feedback from a few people, and I'm, I'm already working on some of those um, some of those ideas and details. But if there's something specific related to Disney Cruise Line that you would like to hear about, please head over to our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash Podcast. Uh, and, and leave a comment there, or feel free to, to message me directly if you prefer to do it that way. Uh, as, as I'm sure you probably know, I you must know if you listen to the show, I love talking about Disney Cruise Line, but I want to be sure that I'm putting out content that is relevant and interesting to you, uh, because you know, you're the listeners and you're the ones that uh, tune in every every time I put out an episode. So I want to be sure I'm, I'm, uh, I'm putting out stuff that you want to hear. So if you have something in mind, I would really, really appreciate that feedback. So before we test your knowledge of the Disney fantasy, I wanted to get you caught up on some recent news since the last time my show aired. Really three quick stories. The first and probably most obvious is that Disney Cruise Line canceled all sailings through the end of March. I gotta be honest, I was feeling more optimistic about March being the month uh, that cruising would resume than about any other month leading up to it. I was really hoping for a March resume date. Uh, but when I saw that the other cruise lines had canceled their cruises, I, I knew that the, the writing was was pretty much on the wall for Disney. So um, sure enough, they canceled. And what you might not have heard, though, is um, is that they've already pulled the April sailings from the website, too. Um, and actually, even some in May. i I'm not going to jump to any conclusions, but I, every time they've done this in the past, those cruises have uh, eventually been canceled. So hopefully that's not the case, but I unfortunately am not feeling optimistic about April. And because these cruises continue to be canceled, Disney Cruise Line is once again extending the temporary final payment and relaxed cancellation policies. So consistent with the recent updates to the policy, final payments are due 60 days prior to the start of your cruise, regardless of the length of your sailing. 
This also means that you can cancel for a full refund up to 60 days prior um, as well. With the exception, of course, uh, for concierge cruisers, the deposits for concierge cabins continue to be non-refundable. Um, but, uh, you know, any, any other stateroom that's booked, that's non-guarantee, uh, fall, falls under, under that, uh, uh, excuse me, under that policy extension. Uh, this temporary policy has now been extended through August 31st, uh, 2021. And similarly, Disney Cruise Line is also extending its cruise date flexibility offer to any new or existing cruises booked prior to March 31st, 2021. For sailings through August 31st, 2021. I think a lot of people get confused about these two policies. They they are two separate things. The The cruise date flexibility offer allows you to, um, to choose to move your cruise to a future date up to 15 days prior to the start of your cruise. So for those of you who know that you'll want to cruise in the future... Uh, and want to hold out for that that future cruise credit, you can make your final payment with confidence knowing that even if the cruise isn't canceled, uh, you can still decide to move your cruise to a future date without incurring a penalty. Um, you just wouldn't be able to receive a, a full refund at that point. Hopefully that makes sense. I, I, I know it can be a little confusing. So um, obviously if, if anybody has any questions on those um, those policies, please feel free to reach out. I'm happy to, uh, to walk you through them. And I saved this final update for last because I, I wanted to end this uh, segment on a positive note. All that stuff is just depressing. I hate talking about the cancellations uh, over and over again. But it's the reality that we're dealing with right now, and and I uh, just want to make sure that you're all informed. Um, but on a positive note, there were several videos posted over the last couple weeks with updates on the construction of the Disney Wish. Um, and a couple of these updates were absolutely worth uh, taking a look at. So if you haven't seen the videos or the, the, the pictures, I, I definitely encourage you to go take a look at them. A lot of the ones that we've seen in the past haven't really looked like much, um, or at least you, you, you wouldn't be able to tell that the construction was related to uh, a Disney ship anyway. That was not the case in these updates. Uh, there was one video with a uh, a boat deck block that very clearly looked like a deck four of a Disney Cruise Line ship. So that was pretty cool. Uh, all it was missing, of course, was, uh, was some lifeboats, basically. Um, I'm just kidding. It's much less finished than that. But it's very clearly uh, a uh, a piece of um, the ship where you can where you can see uh, what well. What's deck four on the other ships, assuming it'll be the same deck on, on the Disney Wish. But the big update was the video showing one of the funnels arriving to the shipyard. Really, really cool. It's that, you know, classic red stack with the with Disney Cruise Line logo cut out of it. It appears to look exactly the same as the, the ones on the existing ships, which isn't really a surprise. I mean, that's um, we, we sort of expected them to look uh, much like the, the, the dream and the fantasy. But I thought that was a, a really cool update, and, and the build seems to be moving right along. So that's, uh, that's definitely exciting. We had also been getting some still images from the, web, uh, the webcam inside the hall um, where the ship is being built. But shockingly, the, the webcam has been pulled from the website, so you actually can't go uh, go see those images anymore. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that it's not a technical glitch. 
Disney, like with everything else, likes to keep their fans in the dark about their projects until the the very last second. Um, <laughs> they they wouldn't want us uh, getting too excited about their uh, their new ship. So they, I'm sure they had uh, Mirror to pull the images from the website. So you, as of right now, you can't go see them anymore. Hopefully, they bring it back online uh, sometime uh, soon, so we can you know watch the watch the progress. But um, not the case right now. So that's it for the news, and now that you're all caught up, in today's episode, we're going to test uh, your knowledge of the Disney fantasy. I've done a show like this twice before, once with the dream and once with the wonder. As I mentioned earlier, people seem to really like these episodes, but if you don't, (laughs) there's only one more to go after this one. So (laughs) this will be three out of the four ships. Um, I'm sure I'll at some point come up with uh, a, a similar show for the wonder. But these shows are are really fun for me because most of the time I'm I'm learning new things about the ship, uh, the ships that I didn't know beforehand, and I I try really hard not to ask the same questions about each of the ships. Um, I try hard to find unique fun facts uh, each time I do these. Um, sure, there there are, are some uh, similar questions that that cross over, but I'll add uh, I'll add some commentary to to tailor it to the Disney fantasy, so it's a so that's a little bit different. Um, so let's get to it. Let's see how well you know the Disney fantasy. Question number one: Which of these is not a tune that the horn of the Disney fantasy can play? A. It's a small world. B, a dream is a wish your heart makes. C, zippity doo Or D, be our guest. The answer is C, zippity doo But I, I think that would be a pretty cool tune for them to add to the collection. Um, it seems like it would be simple enough. I mean, you know, you have to limit, limit them. Uh, to uh, a few notes, but the you know the the intro or the the chorus of that seems like it would be simple enough to do. So I think that'd be a pretty cool uh, horn for them to introduce to the fleet. But in total, the Disney Fantasy can play 11 horns uh, if you include the two special ones played during the Star Wars Day at Sea Cruises. It can also uh, play New York, New York by Frank Sinatra, which is one that most people aren't aware of. Um, I don't, I've never heard it played on the fantasy. I don't think they play it very often. I'm not even sure if they played it again after uh, the inaugural sailing, um, which was the first time that they played it when they were, when the fantasy was leaving uh, the port of New York for the first time. Um, but anyway, I, I did a DCL trivia episode a while ago where I played all of the different horns uh, that the fantasy can play. If you want to go back and uh, and hear those, I, you should be able to find it. It's I think it's called Disney Cruise Trivia. Um, <laughs> I didn't look up the episode, but um, if you want to hear those horns, you can go back and, and find them. Uh, and I'm sure you could find them on YouTube as well if uh, if you really wanted to hear all of them. Question number two: Which classic Disney film was not an inspiration for the Royal Court Restaurant on the Disney Fantasy? Was it A, Cinderella, B, Snow White, C, The Little Mermaid, or D, Sleeping Beauty? So the Royal Court, which of course is the main dining restaurant located uh, just off the main lobby, has a very elegant 
feeling and actually draws inspiration from Cinderella, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast, and Sleeping Beauty. So the answer to this question is C, The Little Mermaid. Um, which is actually featured in Tritons. So Tritons, obviously, you know, given the name, is uh, draws its inspiration from The Little Mermaid. Um, that is the main lobby restaurant on the Disney Wonder. And that one's pretty, pretty easy to remember because Ariel is the main lobby statue on that ship. Question number three. Which character or characters are featured on the stern of the Disney fantasy? Is it A, Donald Duck and his nephews? B, Dumbo and Timothy Mouse? C, Rapunzel and Pascal? Or D, Sorcerer Mickey? So each of those options is a uh, is a stern character or a future stern character on one of the ships, um, but the answer here is Dumbo and Timothy Mouse. Those are the the characters that are featured um, on the stern of the Disney Fantasy. Uh, back before I spoke with former Disney Imagineer Joe Lanzisero on the show, I was I was watching a YouTube video of him talking about. This is actually one of the reasons I reached out to him. Um, I was watching a YouTube video of him talking about how they decided on Dumbo for the fantasy uh, and the uh, the process for, for building the characters, the actual characters that were going on the back of the ship. And I, I meant to ask him about it uh, myself and I completely forgot. I was <laughs> so disappointed in myself because it was a, a really cool story and it, it would have been really fun to hear uh, directly from him. Uh, but I forgot and uh, I, I, I wish that I hadn't. But, uh, but anyway, the long story short, when they were brainstorming different options, they couldn't think of a better representation of fantasy than a flying elephant, uh, which seems to make sense. So Dumbo just you know felt obvious to them. Those, uh, those ornaments themselves, I'll call them ornaments, weigh in at more than 2,300 pounds. Dumbo is more than eight feet long from head to tail and has an ear span of seven feet. So these things are huge. The creation of, of these characters was a cool part of the story too because they were actually sculpted in Glendale, California out of foam. Um, they're sculpted out of foam blocks and then shipped to Florida. There, the Disney artists created them in fiberglass and paint over a frame of marine grade steel where they were then shipped across the Atlantic to Papenburg, Germany, uh, where they were installed on the ship. So the, those, uh, those stern characters definitely went through quite the journey to, uh, to get them onto the back of the Disney fantasy. Question number four, on what deck can you find the personal stateroom for the Muppets Pepe the King Prawn? Is it A, deck five, B, deck six, C, deck seven, or D, deck eight. <laughs> so if you've never sailed with kids, you might not have any idea what I'm talking about. But Pepe the King Prawn um, is, uh, has his own stateroom on deck five and it's stateroom five, one, four, eight and a half. So it's just down the hall from the Oceaneers Club. You can see it uh, if you're, you know, if you walk down the hallway there. Pepe, of course, is a character in the Midship Detective Agency, which is um, the, the, uh, the onboard game that you can play that takes you all around the ship. 
and you'll find his activity schedule, pictures of his Muppet friends, and photos from guests posted on his door. So uh, if, if you haven't known it's there before, uh, maybe now you'll remember to check it out once you uh, uh, are walking around. But if, you know, if you're walking around there, you, you really can't miss it. Um, I'm sure you, you've probably all seen uh, Pepe's stateroom door. Question number five. What is the name of the specialty ice cream shop located on deck 11 aft? Is it A, Sugar Rush, B, Vanellope's, C, Sweet on You, or D, The Sweet Shop? Sweet on You is the name of the specialty ice cream shop on the Fantasy, which is located just outside of Cabana's. But it's not just specialty ice cream. They also serve cookies, cupcakes, milkshakes, sundaes, cake pops, candy. If it has sugar and tastes sweet, you can probably find it in Sweet on You. And it's actually making my mouth water uh, just talking about it and thinking about it. It's, it's amazing. I personally have a major sweet tooth, so I pretty much have to avoid going in there altogether. Otherwise, um, my sweet tooth takes over and I just want to buy everything. Um, but there, you know, there's, there's just, there's so much in there and I, I usually want all of it. So it's, it's so dangerous. Uh, you can also order things in there and have them delivered to your dinner table in the main dining restaurants, which makes it even more dangerous, but that's, that's pretty cool. You can have a sort of a specialty dessert delivered to your, um, to your table, uh, from, from sweet on you. Question number six. Which of the following countries was not an inspiration for the clubs and lounges in the Europa district on the Disney Fantasy, not including the Skyline Lounge? Is it A, Spain, B, England, C, Ireland, or D, Italy? The answer here is Spain, although you will find Skylines and signature cocktails inspired by Spain in the Skyline Lounge. So that's why I qualified uh, in the question that I wasn't referring to the Skyline Lounge. I've never spent any amount of time in there, but and I'm talking about the Skyline Lounge, but just walking through it and seeing the, the city skylines change behind the bar just seems like it'd be a really cool place to, to hang out and unwind. Uh, but the Europa District also features La Piazza, which is Italian inspired and features a bar that resembles a, a merry-go-round. Really cool. Um, it's a really cool feature back there. The Tube is the adults only nightclub, which is decorated to resemble the London subway system. Um, and it doesn't get any more Irish than O'Gill's pub. So the, the Europa District also features Ooh La La, which is the French inspired champagne bar. Um, it, I, it's really fun to walk through the, the Europa district and, and get a flavor of each of the different countries. Um, and like I said, the, the Skyline Lounge will, will take you to a few different ones depending on, uh, on how long you stay in there. Question number seven, which movie is showcased on the large mosaic wall in Cabanas on the Disney fantasy? Is it A, The Little Mermaid, B, Lilo and Stitch, C, Tangled? or D, Finding Nemo. If you're a, a veteran on the Disney Fantasy, this might be obvious to you just because right outside Cabanas is the uh, is Nemo's Reef where the, the kids can can splash around. But the, the, the answer here is Finding Nemo. 
Um, and if you've ever taken the time to stop and actually take in this mural, it is incredible. So according to the interwebs, the mural was handcrafted by Italian artists and stands more than eight feet high and more than 25 feet wide. So it's it's huge and it contains more than 194,000 tiles in 200 different colors of handcrafted Venetian enamel. So it took a team of nine artists to create this mural. And if you think about the fact that each one of those 194,000 tiles was individually placed, you just get a, a whole new level of respect for it. It's it's absolutely amazing. So next time you sail on the fantasy, take a, take a second and stop and just really look at the detail in those tiles. It's 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 amazing. It's really easy to just breeze through there and, and not pay attention, pay much attention to it. But it's definitely worth it to stop and uh, appreciate it for a few minutes. Question number eight: Which stage show can you only find on the Disney Fantasy? Is it A. Beauty and the Beast, B. Frozen: A Musical Spectacular, C. Disney's Believe? or D, Aladdin, a musical spectacular. It's Aladdin, a musical spectacular, and it's actually really good. It's one of my, um, it's one of the shows that I really enjoy watching uh, on, you know, on, on all the ships. Um, the genie is definitely the star of this particular show. He's amazing in it. He also plays a starring role in Disney's Believe, which is also performed on the fantasy, but that one's mm, not really one of my favorites. And his character, to me, get, can be a little much in that show. So uh, I definitely really enjoy him uh, in Aladdin and less so in Disney's Believe, but I know he, he's an amazing character um, and a lot of people love him in both shows. Question number nine. What words do the nautical flags spell out on the carpets outside the staterooms on the Disney Fantasy? Is it A, Mickey Mouse, B, Disney Fantasy, C, Bon Voyage, or D, Disney Cruise? If you look closely, you can actually see words spelled out in nautical flags at several different locations around the ship. Um, but the carpets outside the staterooms spell out Disney fantasy and actually the same is true for the Disney dream as well uh, But anytime you you see nautical flags around the ship you, you might be able to, to stop and look and and, uh, and and If you're familiar with the nautical flag alphabet be able to figure out what what it says um, It's kind of fun to, to do I sometimes I'll take pictures of them and so I can go back later and see if they actually say something, but um, there are hidden words around the ship that are spelled out in uh, nautical flag alphabet. But really, it's these types of uh, attention to detail that I think really sets Disney apart from, uh, from others in the industry. Question number 10, approximately what percentage of staterooms on the Disney Fantasy have an ocean view? Is it A, 55%, B, 63%, C, 79%, or D, 88%. This one came as a bit of a surprise to me, but approximately 88% of the staterooms on board the Disney Fantasy have an ocean view. 
I I didn't independently <laughs> confirm this calculation, um, but if you look at a deck plan, there definitely aren't a whole lot of inside cabins on the Disney Fantasy. And compare that with approximately 70% of the cabins uh, with an ocean view stateroom on the uh, on the classic ships, and, and you can probably infer that Disney either found a way to make more money on each cruise as a percentage of total passengers, or they found that guests prefer outside cabins with, with views of the ocean. So it's probably a combination of the two, and I'm sure there are other factors in there as well, but it's pretty interesting to, to, to realize that that high of a percentage of staterooms have um, an ocean view on the Disney Fantasy. Question number 11. Which of the following is the longest, assuming all were laid in the same direction? Is it A, the Eiffel Tower in Paris? B, the Chrysler Building in New York? C, the Space Needle in Seattle? Or D, the Disney Fantasy? This one's probably obvious because of the way I framed the question, but the answer is the Disney fantasy. Uh, at 1,115 feet uh, long, it's longer than the height of the Eiffel Tower, which stands at 1,063 feet, the Chrysler Building, which stands at 1,047 feet, and the Space, Space Needle, which stands at 605 feet. So this, it, it, it sort of just blows my mind that this is true because I, I've, you know, I've seen the Eiffel Tower, I've seen the Chrysler Building, I've seen the Space Needle, and you would never think that, uh, you know, if you laid them on their side, that the the Disney Fantasy would be longer than those. But sure enough, uh, the, uh, the the stats do not lie. Question number twelve: A light point is what shipbuilders refer to anything that is a light. How many light points do you think exist on the Disney Fantasy? Is it A, 20,000, B, 80,000, C, 40,000, or D, 100,000? This is actually my, my favorite new fun fact about the Disney Fantasy that I just learned. The answer is B, 80,000, which at the time of being built was approximately double the normal number for a ship this size, according to uh, the, sh the shipyard Merwerft. This can, of course, be attributed to Disney's flair for entertainment and theatrics, and they accomplish this primarily uh, with LEDs. And so next time you're on board, maybe you'll notice the extra lighting in places that you might not necessarily find it on other cruise ships. Uh, but I just thought that was pretty cool that, that Disney uses so much, um, so much lighting on board. Question number 13. Which character statue is featured in the lobby atrium on the Disney Fantasy? Is it A, Mademoiselle Minnie, B, Admiral Donald, C, Helmsman Mickey, or D, Ariel? Well, I already told you before that Ariel was featured uh, in on the Disney Wonder, so that automatically eliminates uh, that one. But Mademoiselle Minnie is inspired by travelers in the 1920s and 1930s and is dressed in vintage fashion from that time period with a parasol and steamer luggage at her side. So the answer here is Mademoiselle Minnie. Um, she is the uh, statue in the main lobby on the Disney Fantasy. And the last question here, question number 14, I I actually, I came up with this question by myself because I thought it was an interesting fact. I 
searched far and wide to um, to try to uh, confirm this. I the only thing I did not do was go back and look at every single itinerary that the uh, the fantasy has sailed. So I am giving you this trivia question, um, not knowing for sure whether it is fact, but I cannot think of another instance um, where this was not true, and I was not able to find it in my research. So if someone knows that <laughs> that this uh, this fact is not true, I, I I feel like I'm breaking all the trivia rules, but um, it, it's okay. I I. I like, I like this question, um, but if somebody knows this to be the case that this is not true, please, please let me know. But I think it's an interesting fact, so um, I'm gonna include it in here, and uh, and maybe I'll find out later that uh, that it's a different answer. But the question is, question number fourteen: From how many home ports has the Disney Fantasy set sail with paying cruise passengers? So home ports are uh, where the cruise begins. How many home ports has the Disney Fantasy set sail with paying cruise passengers? Is it A, one, B, two, C, three, or D, four? So unlike the Wonder and the Magic who have home ports all over the place and sail all around the world, the Disney Fantasy that I can think of has only sailed from two home ports. One in New York um, when uh, during the inaugural sailing, and then and then obviously from Port Canaveral. So the the the, the fantasy does not sail from uh, out of other cruise ports, as far as I am aware. I just thought that was really interesting that you know the the fantasy was built, came over uh, to the United States, sailed uh, down to Florida from New York, and has uh, exclusively sailed out of Port Canaveral. Um, since uh, since since then, and I, I I'm guessing that she'll probably stay in Port Canaveral. I don't think that um, once the wish comes online that she'll move uh, to a new home, a new permanent home port. I think it's more likely that the dream will do that. Um, but obviously, I can't say it for sure. So uh, once again, the answer to that question is two home ports. Um, so there you have it. I am very curious to see how or to hear how you did, how well you know the Disney fantasy. Uh, if you got all of the questions right, I would love to hear from you. Uh, that means you are a Disney fantasy expert. So feel free to shoot me a note, uh, leave a comment on the uh, on the on the post that has the, the episode on it. Um, but I, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I, like I said, I really enjoyed putting it together. It's, it's always fun for me to learn new, uh, new facts about these ships. And uh, I will be back with you uh, in two weeks with a new episode. So uh, thanks so much for listening. As a reminder, you can connect with the show by following along on Twitter at the DCL Dude or by liking us on Facebook at facebook.com slash DCL Dude Podcast. Please feel free to ask a question, leave a comment, drop a note, or share the podcast with your followers. I'd also be very grateful if you could rate the podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Of course, if there's anything I can do to improve your listening experience, please let me know. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.